Hey there, it's George, one of the authors here at Uncommon Commons. The season two finale is coming up on March 21st, after which we'll be taking a short break to regain what little sanity remains left in the world. But we have some big plans. Oh boy, do we ever. Starting with another Q&A. If you have any questions that you'd like us to answer, please send them to zero, the number zero, nullstreet at gmail.com. That's zero, nullstreet at gmail.com. We'll be accepting questions up until the finale. Also, watch our Patreon space. New content coming soon. We would also like to take this opportunity to announce guests of the Uncommon Commons. During our hiatus, we will be reading listener-submitted stories. If you're interested, please send your stories again to Zero Knoll Street with guest in the subject line. Full information can be found on Twitter, Tumblr, and Discord. We'll be back from our break May 2nd with a brand new season and plenty of new content. Stay tuned, and remember, nothing is real. Uncommon Commons is a horror anthology podcast written by George Plank and Alex Vitale. Content warnings can be found in the episode description. Today's story is Property of Monique, written by Alex Vitale. Okay, so run this by me one more time, just so I can get the full picture. Right, okay, so I shot you, and you died. Right? And then I started panicking, because I never thought I'd be in that situation. (laughs) You never thought about killing me? No! Who would even think about killing their friend? Right, yeah, so I was dead. And I wasn't sure what to do with you, your body, I mean, so I started thinking how to... You know, it... Hide my corpse? Yes, exactly. Uh, So there I was. uh, I had a fresh body on my hands. uh, And then Doreen's cap brought in the rug and... Well, that's all very creative, John. Have you ever considered writing fiction? Maybe something for very small children. Please, Jane, this is serious. I am serious. Ooh, how about a podcast? Please. Who would even listen to that? No one. But it seems like a very time-consuming hobby, and you won't be around me nearly as much. I don't know how you can take this so lightly, Jane. You were dead. I killed you! And here I am. So, if anything, you'd better try harder next time. Ugh, about time. It's for me. You know, if you still need time to process... Nothing to process! Dear Diary, Today, Mama took me to Port-au-Prince to see a man from America. She said he was a doctor, and that he had sent us a letter. We don't get a lot of letters, so I was really excited to meet this man. When we got to the city, Mama took me to this big building that had an elevator in it. I thought this was the first time I'd been in an elevator, but Mama told me it wasn't. This was the first time I got to push the buttons, though. I got to push the one on the bottom with the arrows. It closes the doors. That was the only thing fun that happened today. Dr. Lansing was waiting for us in his office. I know Mama said he was a doctor, but he didn't look like one. He didn't even have one of those white coats on. His office smelled funny, like lemons and stuff. He talked to Mama. He didn't even say hi to me, he just looked over me. Then he started talking to Mama about me like I wasn't even there. He told her that he needed to take me away, and that he'd give her money. 
Mama tried to hit him, but his friend stopped her. Mama started crying then, which is weird because Mama never cries. And then Dr. Lansing told her that, this is what's best. That's what he said. And then his friends took Mama away, and Dr. Lansing grabbed me by my hand and took me with him. Now I'm sitting in a hotel in the city. Dr. Lansing gave me some dinner and said that we're going to leave tomorrow. I don't want to leave. I don't want to go with him. I don't like Dr. Lansing. I just want to go back to Mama. Good night, diary. Love, Monique. Dear diary, It's been a few days since Dr. Lansing took me away, I think. Sorry I didn't write in you. I was too tired and I didn't feel much like writing. I've seen a lot of people since I got here. It was kind of cool coming down here, but I wasn't very excited because I just wanted to go home. We did see lots of fish, though. Dr. Lansing said that this place has a really long name, but I don't remember what it is. He told me to call it SOS Alpha. All I know is that he said that we were really deep underwater. I got a headache when we came down on the first day. I don't really like it down here. Lots of people I don't know keep coming to see me. Only one man looked like me, and he didn't even say hello to me. I don't think he speaks Creole. They gave me a room. That's where I am now. I don't like this room, and I don't like this whole place. It's boring and white and kind of cold, and it smells like Dr. Lansing's office. There's only one blanket on my bed, and it isn't even the pretty quilted kind that Mama makes. It's gray. Everything is gray, or white, or black, and there isn't any color at all. Well, I guess there's a bit of color, but those are just boring toys like building blocks. Dr. Lansing gave me a doll, too. She's kind of pretty, I guess. Her dress is pink and purple, and that's kind of pretty, but she doesn't look like me at all. I like her okay, I guess, but I miss Crapo. He was a good toy, even if he was kind of all beaten up. I'm going to name my doll Mademoiselle Crapo to remember him by. Good night, diary. Love, Monique. Dear diary, I want to go home. I've been here for so long and I haven't seen Mama in ages. I don't really know how long I've been down here. Dr. Lansing says that I don't need to know that. I can't tell when it's nighttime unless they tell me to go to sleep. We can't even see the sun under all this water. I don't know why anyone would want to live down here. Yesterday, or I guess it was yesterday because I had to go to sleep between now and then, Dr. Lansing kept me in the lab really late. He had his friends stick all these wires to me, and they kept running these stupid tests. He won't even tell me what they're for. He just asks me questions and looks at screens and writes things down in his stupid notebook. I think he must not be a very good doctor, because I looked at his notebook, and his handwriting is so messy I couldn't even read anything. He does look like a doctor now, though. He wears the big white coat and everything. He tried to stick a needle in my arm, so I bit him. He screamed really loud and dropped the needle, and his friends rushed in to make sure he was okay. I kind of regretted biting him, though, because I got a funny taste in my mouth. It was like if you put coins in your mouth. After that, I got sent back to my room. No one brought me dinner, and Dr. Lansing said that it was a punishment for biting him. I hate Dr. Lansing. Mama used to send me to bed without supper when I was bad, too, but I liked it better when she did it. Dr. Lansing is mean and ugly. I wish he wasn't the boss around here. I like Dr. Spriggs better. Good night, diary. Love, Monique. Dear diary, I think Dr. Lansing must be really mad at me, 
because it's been a few days since he came to see me. Instead, Dr. Spriggs comes to check on me. That's fine by me. I like her much better than that mean, old, ugly Dr. Lansing. She's pale like him, but she's a lot nicer. Back home, there were these white ladies that would come and bring us food and tell us about Christ. Dr. Spriggs reminds me of them, except she doesn't talk about Christ. She talks about science sometimes, and she tells me about the fish that live in the ocean. She told me that there are these little squids called cuttlefish, and that she swam with them one time. She even drew me a picture of the cuttlefish. I also learned that we live on the edge of something called the Challenger Deep. According to her, it's the deepest part of the ocean. Dr. Spriggs also told me a bit about why I'm down here. She said that the ocean is getting deeper, and that pretty soon all the land is going to be gone. I know this already. We learned a little about it in school. She said that scientists like her are trying to make it so that people can have homes underwater, so that when all the land is gone, people can still be safe. Dr. Spriggs said that's why I'm down here, and why they do all these dumb tests on me. They want to see if I'm still growing the way a little girl should. She said that they want to make sure that my brain is okay. I asked if that was why they make me stand in front of that big bright lamp every day. She said no, that the lamp is for me to get some vitamins and stuff. Everyone down here stands in front of it, because we all need vitamins. I told Dr. Spriggs that I wanted to go home and see Mama, and she said that I can't. I didn't really like her then, because I was sad and I wanted to see Mama. She said that I have to stay down here so that I can help all the other little boys and girls in the world. I don't want to do that. I just want to go home. Good night, diary. Love, Monique. Dear diary, Today Dr. Spriggs said to me, Happy birthday! No one else said that to me, and I didn't even know that today was my birthday. She brought me a cake. It was chocolate and strawberry. I told her that if it's my birthday, I want to go home. I told her that it could be my birthday present. She told me that I can't do that. Then one of the other doctors came in and told Dr. Spriggs that she had to come with him, and she left me. I made Mademoiselle Crapo sit with me on the bed so we could eat the cake together. I don't really like strawberries, but it was all right. Good night, diary. Love, Monique. Dear diary, something scary is going on in this place, and I don't know what it is. There are these loud rumbling sounds that keep coming. Sometimes the lights flicker. I don't like it. No one has come to check on me in a little while. Some of the doctors bring me meals and tell me when to sleep, but it's a different one each time, and I don't know who they are. Dr. Spriggs hasn't come by, even though she promised to draw more pictures for me. Dr. Lansing hasn't come by, either. I'm glad that I haven't had to do any tests for a few days, but I'm starting to get scared and kind of lonely. I keep hearing people run by my door. I wonder what's going on. I built a sort of tent out of my blankets and chairs so I can hide in it, except every time the base rumbles, my blankets all fall down. I started using some of the books they gave me to hold them in place. I only use the boring books without pictures, so that Mademoiselle Crapo and I have something to read while inside the tent. There it goes again, the rumbling. It sounds like this whole place is groaning. I think if the lights keep flickering, they're going to go out entirely. I don't like the dark. The rumbles keep getting louder. I wonder if there are sea monsters down here. Good night, diary. Love, Monique. Dear Diary, Everything is terrible. I'm writing in you while I'm inside this little submarine. It's a bit hard to see because of the flashing lights, but I'm going to try and tell you what happened. 
Those rumbles that I was talking about only got worse and started happening more often. Then, all of a sudden, water started filling up my room. I couldn't see where it was coming from because all I could think of was to grab my things off of the floor and hop up on the bed. Then Dr. Lansing came running into my room, and he looked all crazy and scared. I didn't want to go with him, but he grabbed me by the arm and pulled me out of my room. I feel kind of bad, because I took you, and I forgot to take Mademoiselle Crapo. I hope she's okay. I was right about the lights. They flickered so much that they went out entirely, and the only light that we had was this creepy red one that kept flashing. There were alarms, too. Loud ones. Dr. Lansing dragged me down the halls, but a lot of them had fallen in. While we ran, I saw Dr. Spriggs. She was lying under a big broken pipe. I tried to call out to her, but she didn't move. Dr. Lansing took me down the hall to these big round pod things. He clicked some buttons and then one opened up and he pushed me inside. He started to get in too, but then we heard something and he turned to look. I could hardly see past his head, but this horrible sound came rushing down the hall and a huge wall of water came with it. Dr. Lansing panicked then and tried harder to climb in, but I think because he was so old it's hard for him to climb. I was panicked too, and that's when I saw the button. It looked like the button that I pressed on the elevator, the kind with two arrows pointing at each other, so I hit it, hard. The doors of the pod closed, and all of a sudden the thing was moving really fast. I don't know what happened to Dr. Lansing. I think this thing has slowed down a bit now. It's really cramped in here, and I'm really hungry. I hope someone finds me soon. I want to go home now. I really want to go home now. Good night, diary. Love, Monique. Okay, how about if we do some I feel statements? I feel like you're not taking my concerns into account, Jane. I feel like... <coughs> You are making a big deal out of <clears throat> nothing. Well, I feel like you never really listen to me. <coughs> no, I feel <coughs> like you aren't listening to, <coughs> to me right now. I feel a little <coughs> lightheaded. <coughs> I, feel, I feel like there's gas <coughs> coming through the air vents. I feel you may be right. It's good to be home. Hey, what are the cats eating? <laughs> Uncommon Commons is a podcast. It was written and recorded by George Plank and Alex Vitale. Our theme song was composed by Charles Adam Robinson and our logo designed by Sam Vitale. Our social media manager is Rebecca Tewksbury. Email us directly at zero nullstreet at gmail.com. Visit our socials or support us on Patreon at the link tree in the description below. Rate and review us wherever you get podcasts. Stay, and remember, nothing is real.
Hi, it's George. Just wanted to let you guys know that Uncommon Commons has a Patreon. For $1 a month, it gets you access to all of our bonus content, including the common area. Hi there, I'm George. And I don't want to be here. I'm actively dying. How are you doing, George? I'm passively dying, thank you. Huh. For $100 a month, you will be rocketed into the void itself. What mere disassociation could not do, we will do for yeah. you. What is the scariest horror film you've ever seen? Garfield the movie. Interesting. Back <laughs> <No>. it up. <laughs> if I dropped you in Victorian England, you would be the definition of a madman and you'd be in bedlam in five seconds flat. I would be Sherlock Holmes, and I would be solving mysteries. <laughs> Plus, exclusive stories not available anywhere else, like Help Wanted. Thomas laid on his bed for what may have been hours. He had fallen asleep after letting himself get carried away by the pizza. The pizza box was torn and thrown across the room after every ounce of meat and cheese and grease had been leached from it. The television was on. On it, a puppet was telling a group of kids about the number six. Suddenly, the oven caught on fire. A small pizza inside had gone unattended for too long. Thomas released the crank and made for the emergency exit. Before he could lay his hands on the handle, the flames from the oven encircled him. So, click the link in the description and join us today. Stay. And remember, nothing is real. <laughs>